there, and welcome to the Becoming Fearless podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Lawrence. I'm a certified coach with a master's degree in organizational psychology and over a decade of experience coaching and developing career women like you. This is the podcast where we have a little fun and you learn how to grow in your career and skyrocket your belief of what is possible. Let me guide you to becoming fearless so you can truly have it all. Hello and welcome. Today we are going to talk about bomb guilt. This is such an important topic, especially for now when we have virtual learning starting, um, we're working, we're heading into the end of the year where I know there's a lot of year-end targets. People are super busy with work. You've got your family to manage, work, and all of these new obstacles. And so no time better than now to talk about bomb guilt And so I'm seeing a lot of ads right now for self-care and teaching women and moms how to care for themselves during this time. Now, I think this can be helpful, but I also think there is a lot of stuff out there that is pretty fluffy. And by fluffy, I think you know what I mean, like bubble baths and walks and journaling, right? And that on its own isn't as helpful as when you integrate that into like a greater strategy where you're understanding how that helps you. Um, But a lot of you can be thinking, that's nice, but that's just one more thing that I have to try to do. And then I have to feel bad that I didn't build in time for my self-care strategy, right? And so when you're feeling like you're barely holding it together and you miss your kids and you feel like you're dropping the ball as a mom, as an employee, as a partner, then adding a bubble bath just doesn't seem to fit the bill. Also, you may not even be totally in tune with the guilt that you're having. And so acknowledging this and that you may need some help in this area could be something that you're completely avoiding. So how can you manage everything on your plate and feel like you don't suck? To feel like you're giving it your best at work and your best at home. It's hard, and we're going to talk about some strategies to get there. And I want you to know that I was there too. So I run a business now out of my home, but for 20 years, I worked in a corporate career, nine to five, sometimes evenings, sometimes weekends, with little to no control over my deadlines. I remember the kids, you know, they have these school events, which with virtual learning aren't so much of an issue. But I'm sure you have something similar where they would have like the back to school night, the international night, the math night, the meet the new teacher night. And those were a lot of stress for me. I'm not going to lie. And I would feel some guilt about those. Like these invites would come through. The kids had been at school all day and then they would have this event, you know, a couple hours after school starting at 6 or 630. And so there was this pressure to finish my workday, come home, try to get dinner, get everyone together and bring them back to school and then not get home until later at night. It would mess with our whole routine. And I often didn't think it was worth it. I mean, and truth be told, we were like going through like fast food, McDonald's those days, like Subway. We need to get something quick because it just put such a time crunch on us. But I felt guilty. I felt like I needed to be visible at the school, that the kids' teachers needed to see how great of a mom I was balancing career and home. And those um, room moms, they would call them that, you know, just make the school and the PTA their life and 
they, I always felt such judgment from them, which was all my own thinking, right? It wasn't even necessarily true, but that's what we do as moms sometimes. And so when we really just want to be home, spending time with the family or taking in some downtime, we can feel guilty about that. Feel the pressure from other moms, from the school, from our family, our friends, and from ourselves, you know, our worst critic comparing ourselves to others. And that pressure, it just doesn't help us. It doesn't help you. And then, so you've got your work, you've got your parenting. And then when you think of your partner or if you're in a relationship and wanting to have some cuddle time or connect or maybe some bounce, go wah wah, right? Like you have to fit that in too. And, you know, when you're tired and you're feeling like you're running all cylinders all the time, your kids are up till maybe nine or 10, you're likely to. Um, be going to bed at the same time or shortly thereafter, the next thing you know, the day's over and you weren't able to connect the way that you wanted to. Mom guilt is real and it is felt by so many. And so here are some of the ways it can show up. And so you might already know you have it, but if you don't, listen for these ways and see if you find yourself doing any of these things or feeling any of these ways. So the first one is depression and anxiety. So you could be feeling down, like fatigued or tired, be worrying a lot, have low self-esteem. The next one is negative thoughts. So you're abandoning your family. This is really big with with those of you that have young children. Um, You're selfish, right, for wanting something outside of the home, for being tired, for not wanting to do every school event and every event and everything that someone else is doing, right? Everything you're invited to, all of this deteriorates your own self-worth and confidence. The third one is a big one that's super common too, massive focus on social media. So maybe you post a ton to try to show you are an amazing mom and look at all the fun things you do and look at all the extracurriculars you have your kids in and look at all of the pumpkin patches you go to, right? Or maybe, and maybe it's both of these things, you are constantly scrolling and comparing yourself to others and you think and are probably convinced other moms are better than you at this. They have it more together. They seem to really be able to be the great mom, put the hot meal on the table, have a great career. They have it all together. That's a big one, right? The next one is being overly busy. So if you're scheduling yourself for a ton of different events, so you never have downtime, so you're always busy and you can't be still enough to think about how you're thinking and feeling, you might have mom guilt and that might be a strategy or a coping mechanism you're using to avoid it. You could also be numbing yourself. So this is one that I talk a lot about in coaching. Um, So this could be binging Netflix, shopping, drinking wine, or other ways to avoid feeling badly so that you can feel better. So when we don't want to experience something that is negative or there's an emotion that is uncomfortable, sometimes, and sometimes it's not even a deliberate decision we're making, we can numb those feelings by distracting ourselves with something else. 
So it could be you mindlessly come home and open a bottle of wine or you watch several hours of TV when you know that there's something else that you could be doing or you suddenly feel the urge to buy a bunch of stuff on Amazon or um, scrolling through social media, just filling in the time. All of that is to avoid just sitting with yourself and with your own feelings. And the last one is perfectionism. So you might worry a lot about appearances, about wanting everything to look as though you have it together and are perfect so you can avoid judgment and avoid pain. So do any of those sound familiar to you? Stopping the running around and trying to be everything to everyone is, I think, one of the best ways to really practice self-care. It's not by adding something new, but by focusing on the time you have where you have it. Of course, you can look at your job and see if it is a good fit and make changes if that is really the problem, if that is where your stress lies. But let's say you love your job, or even if you don't, that a job change is going to have similar hours and requirements. What your family needs from you is for you to be present. You're providing an excellent example for your kids as a strong working mom. They don't need you to quit your job. The PTA doesn't need you. If you want to be part of that, by all means, do it. If school events, if, big if, school events are exhausting and not required or really value add, then don't. Give yourself permission to not participate in things in your life that don't bring value to you. Your partner doesn't need your attention 10 hours a day. Okay, 10 is a bit of an exaggeration, right? But you know what I'm saying. They don't need you to be on them, looking at them all the time. More time with your kids doesn't make you a better mom. More time with your partner doesn't make you a better partner. It's not the hours in the day. It's the quality of the time that you have together. And what your family needs is for your presence when you are with them. So what does this mean? What am I even talking about? It means having clear boundaries between work and home. It might mean to do this that you ask for help where you need it at home with some of the home responsibilities, that you communicate with your boss what you need, that you won't be online or available after 4.30 or 5 or whatever your end time is. It means when you're home that you're present and you're available that you play games with your kids and you're actually engaged with them. And believe me, I have also played games when I didn't want to or been distracted or been thinking about something else or in my phone when they want to watch a program with me. You could try talking to them about about their day and about yours and just having a conversation with them. They know if you're being distracted. They know if you're present with them. They know if you're excited to play that game with them. When you're with your partner, finding a few minutes where you can connect can make a big difference. Ask about their day and be truly interested in their response. Listen and try to get into their world and let them into yours. Respond to those bids of affection, whether it be putting um, your hand on their back or theirs on yours or reaching out to hold their hand or giving them a kiss or whatever it is, those little small bids of affection, they go a long way when you reciprocate them too. 
It helps you maintain that connection in those brief moments that you have in between packing lunches and um, getting ready for work and all the different things that you might have going on in your day. We so often just go through the motions. We have a routine. Days go by. Days become weeks and weeks become months. And then we feel guilty. Like we're always measuring too short. We're never giving enough to everybody. And that guilt can just make you feel like you're drowning. And so I ask yourself, I ask you to treat yourself with compassion. Give yourself permission to be human. Brene Brown says the antidote to feeling guilt or shame is to take a few moments and breathe. Allow the feeling in and accept it. Right? We talked about numbing and things that we do to avoid the feeling, but allowing it in is a great way to just be authentic with yourself and understand where you are and what you need and how, like what your priorities are and how you can deliver them to your family and how you can deliver them for yourself. It's okay to miss school events. It's okay to turn your work phone off in the evening, to work hard at work and give yourself permission to enjoy doing something for you that you like doing. And you don't have to feel bad for liking working. If you like getting up and going to work and using your adult brain in that way and not having to care for your children 24 hours a day and you want that time for yourself and you love it, that makes you who you are. That makes you a better mom, a better partner. That is authentic to you and there's nothing wrong with that. You can love your job, love your kids and your partner and know you're giving them what they need. It's not all mutually exclusive. And a little secret tip. Now, if you're thinking, okay, but how do I know if I'm meeting their needs? Like, this sounds like maybe I'm being selfish, like I'm just doing what I want to do and, you know, giving them time when I have it. So how do I really know? And so if you're thinking that, I would offer to just ask them. It seems obvious, but we can be afraid of the response sometimes. Like what if they tell us something that we don't want to hear? Or what if they won't just tell us at all? Sometimes we think that they won't tell us or they don't know, right? It's like it's not a conscious thought, but sometimes we just think it can't be that simple. But what if it is that simple to just ask the question? I do this. I ask my wife what she needs for me to feel loved in the next 24 hours. And I ask her that very regularly. She asks me that too. And that's some things that we can check in with each other. And I ask my kids how they're doing if they want one more one-on-one time. So I have two kids. So I, I think about the time for them collectively, but also the time individually they may need. How are they feeling? What's new in their world? What are they really excited about? When I reported into corporate, I would check in and ask, what is a problem you need solving and how can I help? And I would ask this of my bosses, but I would also ask this of my peers. It would give me insight into where I can provide more value, where I can provide more impact, kind of if I was on the right track. Sometimes I'd hear my kids say they want more time. I've also been told at home that I'm on my work phone too much, or I've been on my phone a lot lately, or I seem distracted. And it's not easy to get that feedback because I do try to also try um, 
to be present and to practice these principles. And of course, I'm human as well. But it's a check-in and it can help you see where you can really focus and where there needs to be some improvement and also where you're doing great. Telling yourself you're not doing enough, that you're not having enough time with your family, that you're dropping the ball at work, it doesn't serve you. Think about it. How is this helping you? How is focusing on one, two, three, four hours a day of awake time that you have with your family serving you? When you're in this thought or belief of scarcity or lack, not enough, you're focusing your brain on what you don't have. But what if you focused your brain on what you do have? I promise you will be more engaged at home and at work. You will likely see a boost in your performance at work when you aren't so worried about if you're doing a good job at home. And when you're at home and you leave work at work, you'll be able to be more engaged. And then you'll be more fulfilled. You won't feel like you're running around giving a piece of you to everyone. So what are the boundaries you need to set for yourself? If you want to take this work to the next level, here's what I suggest. Write out all the ways that your job is a benefit to your family. What does your career or how does your career make you a better mom and a better wife or better partner? What are all the ways that make you an amazing mom? What makes you an incredible employee at work? What impact do you have there? What are some of the ways that you want to be more present at home and at work? Going through these questions will help you see the benefit that you have to your family and at work. It'll help you see that what you're doing is enough, that you are on the right track. And it can also help you see if there's any areas that you want to improve for you, not because of what you're seeing online or what you think you should be doing. You have the answers within you. You know what is best for you and your family. If you want more help on this topic and other topics facing women just like you, I invite you to come join us in the Becoming Fearless community for career women on Facebook, where you get access to free training and guides and workbooks on topics like this and so many others. If you're interested in joining, see the link in the show notes or go to Facebook and search for Becoming Fearless, a community for career women. That is all for this episode, friends. Remember... Focus your brain on what you do have. Practice being present, setting boundaries, and allowing yourself to be human. I will talk to you soon.